Section 6 of Swordsman of Lost Terra by Paul William Anderson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Paul Harvey. He grew aware that someone else was approaching and turned with annoyance, but his mood lightened when he saw that it was Sathi. She was very fair as she walked toward him, young and lithe and beautiful, with the dark, unbound hair floating about her. Are you up, Carrie? she asked, sitting down on the parapet beside him. Of course, my lady, or else you are dreaming, he smiled with a tired humor. Stupid question, wasn't it? She smiled back with the curving of closed lips that was lovely to behold. But I am not feeling very bright just now. None of us are, my lady. Oh, forget that sort of address, Carrie. I am too lonely as it is, sitting on a throne above all the world. Call me by my name at least. You are very kind, Sathy. That is better, she smiled again wistfully. How you fought today, how you reaped them. What sort of a warrior are you, Carrie, to ride wild bulls as if they were hests? We of Clan Broina have tricks. We feel things that other men do not seem to. Carrie sat down beside her, feeling the frozenness within him ease a little. Aye, it can be lonely to wield power, and you wonder if you are fit for it. Not so. My father died in our first battle with the Ganasthi, and now I am the Broina. But who am I to lead my clan? I cannot even perform the first duty of my post. And what is that? she asked. He told her about the godpipe. He showed it to her and gave her the tales of its singing. You feel your flesh shiver and your bones begin to crumble. Rocks dance and mountains groan and the gates of hell open before you. But now the pipes are forever silent, Sathi. No man knows how to play them. I heard of your music at that battle she nodded gravely, and wondered why it was not sounded again this time. Awe and fear were in her eyes. The hand that touched the scarred sack trembled a little. And this is the pipe of Kalorn. You cannot play it again? You cannot find out how? It would be the saving of Rivan, and of your own folk, and perhaps of all the twilight lands, Carrie. I know, but what can I do? Who can understand the powers of heaven or unlock the doors of hell save Lugan Longsword himself? I do not know, but carry, I wonder, this pipe, do you really think that gods and not men wrought it? Who but a god could make such a thing, Sathi? I do not know, I say, and yet, tell me, have you any idea of what the world is like in Kalorn? Do you think it is a flat plain with the sun hanging above, forever fixed in one spot? Why, I suppose so, though we have met men in the Southlands who claimed the world was a round ball and went about the sun in such a manner as always to turn the same face to it. Yes, the wise men of Riven tell us that that must be the case. They have learned it by studying the fixed stars and those which wander, 
Those others are worlds like our own, they say, and the fixed stars are suns a very long ways off. And we have the very dim legend of a time once long and long and long ago, when this world did not eternally face the sun either. It spun like a top, so that each side of it had light and dark alternately. Carey knitted his brows, trying to see that for himself. At last he nodded. Well, it may have been. What of it? The barbarians all think the world was born in flame and thunder many ages ago. But some of our thinkers believe that this creation was a catastrophe which destroyed that older world I speak of. There are dim legends, and here and there we find very ancient ruins, cities greater than any we know today, but buried and broken so long ago that even their building stones are almost weathered away. These thinkers believe that man grew mighty on this forgotten world which spun about itself, that his powers were like those we today call divine. Then something happened. We cannot imagine what, though a wise man once told me he believed all things attract each other. That is the reason why they fall to the ground, he said, and that another world swept so close to ours that its pull stopped the spinning and yanked the moon closer than it had been. Carey clenched his fists. It could be, he murmured. It could well be, for what happens to an unskillful rider when his hest stops all at once. He goes flying over its head, right? Even so, this breaking of the world would have brought earthquakes greater than we can imagine, quakes that leveled everything. You have a quick wit. That is what this man told me. At any rate, only a very few people and animals lived and nothing remained of their great works save legends. In the course of many ages, man and beasts alike changed. The beasts more than man, who can make his own surroundings to suit. Life spread from the daylands, through the twilight zone. Plants got so they could use what little light we have here. Finally, even the darklands were invaded by the pallid growths which can live here. Animals followed, and man came after the animals, until today things are as you see. She turned wide and serious eyes on him. Could not this pipe have been made in the early days by a man who knew some few of the ancient secrets? No god but a man, even as you carry. And what one man can make, another can understand. Hope rose in him and sagged again. How? he asked dully. And then, seeing the tears glimmer in her eyes, Oh, it may all be true. I will try my best. But I do not even know where to begin. Try, she whispered. Try. But do not tell anyone that the pipe is silent, Sathi. Perhaps I should not even have told you. Why not? I am your friend and the friend of your folk. I would we had all the tribes of Kalorn here. Jonan is not, he said grimly. 
Jonan. He is a harsh man, yes, but he does not like us. I do not know why, but he doesn't. He is a strange one, she admitted. He is not even of Ravanian birth. He is from Guria, a city which we conquered long ago, though of course its people have long been full citizens of the empire. He wants to marry me, did you know? She smiled. I could not help laughing, for he is so stiff. One would as soon wed an iron cuirass. I wed. Carey fell silent, and there was a dream in his gaze as he looked over the hills. What are you thinking of? She asked after a while. Oh, home, he said. I was wondering if I would ever see Kalorn again. She leaned over closer to him. One long black lock brushed his hand, and he caught the faint fragrance of her. Is it so fair a land? she asked softly. No, he said. It is harsh and gray and lonely. Storm winds sweep in, and the sea roars on rocky beaches, and men grow gnarled with resting life from the stubborn soil. But there is space and sky and freedom. There are the little huts and the great halls, the chase and the games and the old songs around leaping fires. And, well, his voice trailed off. You left a woman behind, didn't you? She murmured gently. He nodded. Morna of Daff, she is the sun-bright tresses and the fair young form and the laughter that was like rain showering on thirsty ground. We were very much in love. But she did not come too? No, so many wanted to come that the unwed had to draw lots and she lost. Nor could I stay behind, for I was heir to the Broina, and the godpipes would be mine some day. He laughed a harsh sound like breaking iron. You see how much good that has done me. But even so, you could have married her before leaving. No, such hasty marriage is against clan law, and Morna would not break it, Carrie shrugged. So we wandered out of the land, and I have not seen her since. But she will wait for me, and I for her. We'll wait till, till. He had half raised his hand, but as he saw again the camp of the besiegers, it fell helplessly to his lap. And you would not stay? Sathi's tones were so low, he had to bend his head close to hear. Even if somehow Rivan threw back its foes, and valiant men were badly needed and could rise to the highest honors of the empire, you would not stay here. For a moment, Carey sat motionless, wrapping himself about his innermost being. He had some knowledge of women. There had been enough of them along the dusty way, brief encounters and a fading memory. His soul had room only for the bright image of one unforgotten girl. It was plain enough what this woman, who was young and beautiful and a queen, was saying, and he would not ordinarily have hung back, especially when the folk of Kalorn were still strangers in a camp of allies 
who did not trust them very far, when Kalorn needed every friend it could find. And the Broina were an elvish clan who had never let overly many scruples hold them. Only, only he liked Sathi as a human being. She was brave and generous and wise, and she was really so pitiably young. She had had so little chance to learn the hard truths of living in the loneliness of the Imperium, and only a scoundrel would hurt her. She sighed, ever so faintly, and moved back a little. Carrie thought he saw her stiffening. One does not reject the offer of a queen. Sathi, he said, for you, perhaps, even a man of Kalorn might forget his home. She half turned to him, hesitating, unsure of herself and him. He took her in his arms and kissed her. Carrie, 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 she whispered, and her lips stole back toward his. He felt rather than heard a footfall and turned with the animal alertness of the barbarian. Jonan stood watching them. Pardon me, said the general harshly. His countenance was strained. Then suddenly, Your Majesty, this savage mauling you? Sathi lifted a proud dark head. This is the prince consort of Imperial Rivan, she said haughtily. Conduct yourself accordingly. You may go. Jonan snarled and lifted an arm. Carrie saw the armed men step from behind the tall, flowering hedges, and his sword came out with a rasp of steel. Guards! screamed Sathi. The men closed in. Carrie's blade whistled against one shield. Another came from each side. Pike shafts thudded against his bare head. He fell toppling into a roaring darkness while they clubbed him again, down and down and down, whirling into a chasm of night. Dimly, just before blackness came, he saw the white beard and the mask-like face of the prince from Ganath. End of section 6. Recording by Paul Harvey.